This message was recorded live at the Ark Church in Conroe, Texas. Well, how are we doing, guys? We doing good? Yes. Well, welcome to Healing Class, where we just believe that your faith is going to go strong, you're going to receive your healing, and we just believe God's going to do some great things uh, in, in our midst tonight and in the days ahead. Am I ringing back there? Does it sound like? No? I'm good. Okay. Let's go ahead and open up with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity that we have to come to sit in the presence of the Word of God. And Father, we thank you that as the Word comes forth tonight, Lord, we thank you that your Word will fall on good ground, that it will go into our hearts, it will take root, Lord God, and begin to produce healing in every area of our body. And we thank you for that in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sounds like it's ringing, yes. Is that better? All right. Let's, uh, if you have your Bible tonight, uh, let's hold them up. We're going to make our confession. This is our healing class confession. This is our family confession. So just repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. You guys are going to have to convince me tonight because I'm a little cold. So come on, let's let's say it like we got faith. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. It's God's word to me. It's God's word to me. It strengthens me. It refreshes me. It's medicine to me. And I love to read my Bible. Bible. Amen. Do you believe that? Well, we believe that God's going to do something in your body, in your life, and we encourage you to believe that God's going to do something in your body and in your life. Well, tonight I have one mission, and and that one mission is to get you to answer a question uh, with the right answer tonight, and uh, that's between you and God. But uh, the title or, or the point I have tonight is this, is there anything too hard for God? We say no, but sometimes it's easy to say no in a class like this or a setting like this. But what are you saying when life happens? What are you saying when you get the diagnosis? What are you saying when you have the pain? And that's the thing that I want to drive home, is we have to know no matter where we're at, no matter what we're going through, that there is nothing too difficult for God. I want to start out tonight in in a passage in Matthew, the eighth chapter, and it's the story of the centurion. So if you'll turn there with me. It's Matthew chapter 8. We're going to begin reading in verse 5 and go from 5 to 13. It says, Now when Jesus had entered into Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. Verse 8 says, The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from the east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed from that same hour. Why don't you guys say it with me tonight? Say, as you have believed. believed. I think that's very important for us to understand. Our faith is not based on anyone else but us. And we've got to understand that if we can grasp that 
and live a life of faith and build our faith and have strong faith, then our lives will answer that question every time, that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why I love this story, because it paints a beautiful picture. The Bible says that the centurion came to Jesus. And then it says when he came to Jesus, Jesus tells the centurion, I'll come. Do you realize that your faith causes you to move towards God? And do you realize that every miracle, every move of God, every healing of God goes into operation the moment you move up close to the Lord? The key is, is we've got to get up close. How do we get up close? Well, we'll dig into that in here in just a minute. But we want to come up close. When we get up close to God, Jesus, he responds to our faith. And we have to know that we're inviting God in by our actions. We each have to conclude for ourselves that there is nothing too hard for the Lord and that all things are possible. We have to understand that there's no sickness that catches God off guard. No disease that he hasn't, doesn't have an answer for. He has an answer for it all. Nothing will stifle him. Nothing will, will cause him to be perplexed. Guys, he can answer and resolve any situation that you bring to him. But we need to take, uh, take some notes from the centurion and be willing to take it to him. And his answer is simple. Be it done unto you as you have believed. That's why it's important for us to build our faith. That's why it's important for us to get into the word of God. That's why it's important for us to, to, to be committed to doing that. I love that scripture that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more I read that, you know, I, I've always just kind of gone through it. Faith comes by hearing, and, you know, my, my faith grows. But it, 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 you can also look at it like this. Faith comes by hearing, and then your ability to hear the truth comes by the Word of God. The more you stay in the Word of God, the more your faith's going to grow, the more you'll begin to see that healing is available for me. Healing is available today. The more you, you stay in the Word of God, the brighter that picture will become in your mind where you see yourself walking in healing. You see, God never intended for us to come to classes like this and to, to have a temporary um, excitement and joy when we, when we hear stories from Miss Joy and, and Miss Janet. No, God wants to see you healed. God wants you telling your story. Why? Because when you tell your story, it gives him glory and it brings encouragement to others. When Lisa tells her story, it brings them even more glory and it encourages others. When Kathy tells her story, guess what? Brings them even more glory and it encourages others. Guys, he wants to see all of us healed because with all of us healed, there are people in your lives that you can bring an impact to because you're walking out what God intended. He wants each and every one of us healed. Every age, every gender, every one of us healed. So we have to know that there's no promise too hard for the Lord to answer. Healing is a promise from God. If you go to God and you need healing, he can, he can provide that for you. He hasn't run out. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says this, 
For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him to the glory of God through us. Amen. He says all of the promises, every last one of them is a yes. In Christ, God says yes to all of his promises for you. He says yes. You know, I think about it last, last time we met, Miss Joy had the little Hershey kisses and she gave those out. And I remember as a kid, I'm not a big chocolate fan, but I love sour candy and I love sweets. And I remember there were times when we'd have a lot of candy in our, in our house and I would want to eat it all. <laughs> and my, my parents would say, okay, you can go in there, you can have a few things. And I'd get a few things. But I'd keep going back trying to get more and they kept saying, no, 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 no. Guys, the promises of God are sweet. And you know, when you go back to God every time, he always says yes. You can get healing for your kneecap. Six months later, you can get healing for your sight. After that, you can get healing from cancer. Every time you go to the Lord and you ask for his promises in your life, in your body, he says yes. So if he says yes, then we've got to work on our faith. Because faith causes us to ask, to come up close. And that's why we have to stay in the word of God. All of his promises are yes. We have to believe that all of his promises of God, all the promises of God to us are a yes. Sometimes it's easy to believe that God's promises are a yes for someone else. You hear a story, you're like, amen, that's good. You get a diagnosis, and then we say, all of God's promises are yes for you. And you're thinking, yeah, but there's no cure for this. Yeah, but my family had the same thing. Yeah, but, and guys, what I found is, is when we read it in Scripture, that's it. That's truth. That's where it stops. If God said it, then that's the truth for me. And that's how we have to get. Because they belong to us, all of his promises, and that includes healing. I remember when we first got here, we got here in 2004. Yes, 2004. And so for the first few years, um, while my wife and kids were enjoying the move, I was not. I was in a different situation. I was working uh, in a company that was really, uh, had a high demand on my time, and, and it, wa it wasn't working out for me very well, so much to the point where I wasn't sleeping. Um, I was always irritable. I was having a lot of pains in my neck and my back um, in my head, and it was just a bad season of life. And I remember my wife telling me, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get checked out. And I'll never forget that day. I walked into his office and he's asking me all these different questions. And after 15 minutes, he looks at me and says, you are clinically depressed. And I said, I am. And he said, yes, you're clinically depressed. Hold on. And he gets up and he walks out of the room. And now I'm like, oh man, I'm clinically depressed. You know, I've just, he said it and I've just embraced it. And he's the doctor, he's the expert. And he comes back in and he has this big bag full of pills. He gives me the pills. He says, I want you to take the, go home, take these for the next two weeks, come back, and then we'll see how they work, and then we'll make adjustments as necessary. And I said, okay. I went home. I sat down. My wife said, what did the doctor say? I said, well, the doctor said, I'm depressed. So I guess I'm depressed. And I thank God for a wife who's been in the Word. And she says, yeah, but what does God say? And I remember it kicked me because then I realized I've just received what this man said. 
that I'm depressed. I've taken ownership of what he spoke over me. And I've lost sight of what God has spoken over me. And I remember when I got in my scriptures, when I got in the word, there's a scripture in the Bible. It's in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of, uh, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that scripture rang off on the inside of me because I was very anxious during that season of life. High anxiety, high stress, and it was impacting me tremendously. I mean, I was snapping at my kids. I think at the time, my kids were like two and three, and all they wanted was daddy's attention. And I was out of character. But I remembered that I was going to have to walk this out and build my faith in this area. And so I remember every time the, I began to feel those feelings or see those symptoms, I held on to what the Scripture said because God says it, his promises are yes and amen. So I said, God, I know you've provided soundness of mind for me. So, Lord, I thank you for soundness of mind. I thank you for soundness of mind. And that was what I did. I used the word of God to keep those things at bay. But I had to walk that out. The feelings were still there. The emotions were still there. But I didn't focus on those things. I didn't embrace those things. I said, no, the stronger the emotion, the stronger the feelings, the more I said, nope, soundness of mind. Soundness of mind belongs to me. I have sound mind. And then all of a sudden, scriptures that I read in the past began to come up. I have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is not agitated. The mind of Christ is not stressed out. The mind of Christ is, is not anxious. I have the mind of Christ. And then, then I'm, I'm saying it over myself, and then all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't able to sleep, but I, I began to see, you know what? The Bible says that God gives his children sweet sleep, sweet and precious sleep. And I began to say, Lord, I thank you for sweet sleep, sweet sleep, sweet sleep, to the point where one night I went to sleep and then my wife did because I wouldn't wake up <laughs> because the scriptures began to come alive. My faith began to work in that area to the point where now when I went back into that environment, when I was operating in the same environment that I was in, those things didn't affect me anymore. Why? Because now by faith, I was claiming the promises of God, soundness of mind. When I go home, I'm going to sleep peacefully. I was holding on to those things, but it was an intentional thing. What was I doing? In that season of life, instead of me coming right home and turning on the television, I knew I had to get in my word because that was key. I had to work on my faith in that area so that I could walk out someone and, and walk out being someone with a sound mind, walk out being someone who had good sleep at night. That's what God wants for us. And so we have to be willing to go, go to him in the scriptures. Second Peter 1, uh, 2 through 4 says this, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have, been given, we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Guys, we want to be partakers of all that God has for us. We want to use them 
Receive them. Enjoy them. God's promises of healing is for you, is for me. And if you believe in him, you will not be left out. So we have to place our faith in what Christ has done for us and receive by faith these great and precious promises given to us by Christ. That's all I did. I got in the scriptures and began to receive those things. Now, was it a one and done thing? Absolutely not. Why? Because there are seasons in my life even now where anxiety tries to come back. But I know that promise belongs to me. And I say, no, I have soundness of mind. I have the mind of Christ. Does that make sense, guys? Numbers 23, 19 says this. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it? Will he not do it? Has he spoken? Will he not make it good? Guys, he's the same God. That's why I encourage people all the time. Get in the scriptures. Get in the scriptures. Get in the gospels. Read, read all the gospels and look and see what God is doing, what Jesus is doing, going through and healing all who were sick, all who were oppressed. The Bible says he healed every manner of disease. That excites me because he's the same God today. The Bible says he's no, no respecter of persons. That's why I love healing class. For years, I came in healing class and sat in the back, tried to be hidden because um, I didn't want to be seen. But there was something different about this class. There was a hope. There was a life. There was um, something that I could grab onto. And, I, and I, I realized that if God was willing to do it in their lives, he could do the same thing for me. But I didn't just sit there. The things that were being taught, I began to apply to my own life. I'd go to work, and at lunchtime, I'd look at my notes. And I'd begin to look at the notes and read everything that Miss Joy and Miss Janet shared each and every week. Then, what did I do? Because this was all new to me. I began to insert myself into what they shared each and every week and see myself walking these things out, coming close to Jesus by faith, offering up my prayer, offering up my need. Lord, help me in this. And seeing his response, Derek, be it unto you as you have believed. Well, Lord, I believe I can be healed. Well, Jesus says, be it unto you as you have believed. And so now, I don't see myself stressed out and anxious anymore. I see myself walking whole, strong, confident, being able to deal with things as they come. When anxiety comes against me, being able to push it away. Why? Because I have the mind of Christ. What am I doing? I'm not only just receiving the word, but I'm hearing the truth in the word, and the truth is setting me free in my life. Does that make sense, guys? We want to see the word come alive in you. And when the word comes alive, the Bible says that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to go down and decipher what's of God and what's not of God. And it has a way of pushing all of that garbage out and allowing the truth to begin to produce in your life. Our part is to focus on the word of God. You know, I, I, I hate waste. And so, especially when it comes to, to finances and money, I, I don't like waste. 
In fact, it drives me crazy when we, spend, when we pay for something and we end up wasting something. But you know something that's much more valuable than money? The Word of God. I would hate to be, get to the end of my life and, and, and be shown that I wasted every opportunity to experience all that the Word could have produced in my life. That's why when I hear scriptures, I get excited. I mean, I, I, something went off only inside of me the very first time I heard the scripture that with long life shall he satisfy us. Why? Because in my family history, most men don't make it past 50. I'll be 49 this year. But I plan on having a long life. But what I zero in on is not that piece. The Bible says, satisfy you. I know a lot of people in my family that are they have a life where they, they, they maintain their diabetes. They maintain their heart disease. They maintain. God didn't intend for us to live life that way. God wants us to live a satisfying life, a strong life. Does that make sense, guys? We don't have to receive what's not of God. God wants us to receive his promises to us. You know, I think one of the most encouraging things that ever happened to me was I was at a, a jewelry store trying to do the right thing for my wife one Valentine's and ended up walking out not buying anything because I'm standing there and I'm talking to the sales rep and this lady in this sports car drives up and jumps out and she comes in and I'm thinking, wow, that's a nice car. And she comes in and she's just so full of life. And she, you know, she comes in, she goes, hey, how you doing? And she knew the guy behind the, the counter and I'll never forget he says, man, that's a nice car. Is that new? And she says, yeah. And he goes, he asked, and you're not supposed to ask any lady this, but he says, can I ask how old are you? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Did he just ask her how old she was? And she says 90, and I don't, I don't remember the exact, term, exact number, but she was in her 90s. And then I'm like, what? And, and she goes, oh, yeah. And, I mean, she was just so full of life. I mean, she had to look in her 60s, and she's, like, in her 90s. And she says, oh, me and my twin sister, we play you know, tennis every day, and, you know, and she's just going on and on. And I just got this picture of long, satisfying life. God, I can have that. I can have that. And that's what God wants. God wants us to get a picture of his promises and see ourselves having that. Does that make sense, guys? And so we've got to know that his promises are for us. Understand that God never changes in nature or character. He is wholly trustworthy. Every promise that God has ever made will be fulfilled, and there is a promise to meet our every need, including healing. But you've got to have faith. You've got to believe that healing is for today and healing is for you. There is no prayer too hard for the Lord to answer. There's no prayer too hard for the Lord to answer. In Jeremiah 33.3, and I'm going to read from the Amplified, it says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you, even show you great and mighty things, things which, you, which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. Guys, I love this scripture because when I read this scripture, it tells me this one thing. God's like, take the limits off. I can do anything. But call out to me. Invite me in. Let me show you. Let me blow your mind 
and he'll do it. He will do it. The Lord loves to answer those hard prayers, but we have to have faith. Our eyes need to only be on him. Matthew 17, 19 through 20 says this, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and asked, why could we not drive this out? And he answered, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I assure you, and most solemnly I say to you, if you have living faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and if it's God's will, it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. It talks about little faith. If you, have, if you just have a little faith, God says, we can move mountains, guys. But let me say this, because I've had conversations with people, and people say, hey, you know, I'm good. I got a little faith. I don't need to come to class all the time. I don't need to be in the Word all the time. I got a little faith. Guys, you don't want to stay there, okay? You want to grow your faith. You want to build a solid foundation. Because when life happens, and life will happen, you need to be prepared and ready. You want to build that up. Why? Because sometimes if we're not working on our faith and growing our faith, sometimes we'll get lost in life and forget these things that we're talking about. We won't want to move towards God. We want to move towards God at all times. But always remember, healing is God's will. It always has been. It always will be. It's for you. It's for me. It's for all of us. And we've got to remember that. You know, I... I, I I've shared this story numerous times, and, and I, I love sharing it because it helped me tremendously. I was, I think my, my, my biggest challenge in the area of healing was when I uh, contracted pneumonia. And, and I never knew pneumonia could be as painful as it was. And my entire left side of my lung was full of fluid, and uh, my temperature was 104, and um, it was so bad that the doctor... And my wife was t were telling me that I was just talking in gibberish. doctor would ask me questions, and I would talk gibberish. And they said my eyes were like rolling back, and it was so bad that I went from the doctor's office, and they called an ambulance over and rushed me across to the emergency room, and then everything just started happening fast. And they said I had a serious infection. And so all these doctors are over me. I have all these wires on me. I've never been in the hospital, never had any of this stuff going on, and it was just chaotic, and I got swept up in the chaos. In the chaos, I'm just listening to everything, and I'm hearing words being spoken over me, so I'm, I'm kind of keeping it together, but I'm a little nervous. They take me up to the floor, they put me in my own room, and this nurse comes in, this guy comes in, and he comes in with these little contraptions, these little things he was going to put on my legs, and I simply said, what are those for? And he goes, oh, these are for your legs. They'll massage your legs so you don't develop blood clots. And, I, and he goes, if you get a blood clot, it could travel up to your lungs, to your heart, you know, and then you could have this catastrophic event, and then you could die. And he goes, in fact, there was a guy your size and your height that was in here the other week, and he had the same thing, and he didn't make it out of here, and he's going on and on. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, out of my mouth, I don't want to die. And then I'm having all these images and this vision of my wife being a widow and my kids growing up not knowing their dad, and, I, and I'm just this overwhelming fear is just coming on me, and this heaviness is coming on me, and I'm just caught up in it. And the guy leaves. And for a period of time there, I'm just, oh, Lord, what's, you know, and just woe me and just fear, 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 fear. And then the thought occurs to me, and I, and I know I felt like it was the Holy Spirit. It's like, you teach in healing school, you <laughs> dummy. 
do you believe this stuff or not? And I remember, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was Guy who brought my Bible, but my Bible was there. So I picked up my Bible and I began to turn pages. And I, and I went back and I found my cards. And I found two scriptures. First scripture was in Ezekiel 37.5. And it says, thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. And I remember saying, Lord, thank you that you're breathing the breath of life into my lungs right now. I thank you, Lord, that you're breathing the breath of lungs into my lungs right now, and I'm going to live. And I remember I started this exercise. A doctor came in. They rolled me down, and they took an x-ray, and my lungs were just full of fluid. And she said, Mr. Thompson, if this stuff doesn't dry up, we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. And she pulls out this long needle. And I remember it saying, and I said, nope, the devil is a lie. I'm going to no, you're not sticking that in me. And they took me back up. She goes, we're going to come up here in, a, in one more hour, and we're going to check you, and then we'll have to make a call. And so I got on it. I'm, I'm claiming this. I'm like, Lord, you're filling my lungs, and I'm going to live. And in that process, I found a second scripture, and it's Isaiah 42.5. And it says, thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. And so my focus now was on the fact that I was claiming the fact that God was going to give me his breath. And then it began to become personal because I said, God, as your breath comes in me, what's not of you has to go out of me. There's no room for both. So, Lord, I receive your breath, the breath of life into my lungs. Father, I thank you that I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. That includes my lung, that you're clearing this bacteria out, this infection out, this fluid out. Father, I thank you that your breath is in my lungs, and the Lord is my witness. One hour from when that started, we went back down and took an x-ray, and my lungs were completely clear. What happened? In the midst of my fear, I decided to make a course correction and claim what the Lord has made available to me, his promises. Grabbed a hold of it, shifted my focus. I came up close to the Lord in that hour. And the Lord came up close to me. I believe the Lord was saying, Derek, be it unto you as you have believed. Because this situation is not too hard for me. Guys, I believe God wants to do that for all of us. In every situation and circumstances of life, we're encouraged, we're invited to pray, to claim those promises. And he promises to answer our prayers. But we have to have faith. We have to believe. We have to trust that what's in the scriptures is in there for us, for our benefit, to turn our situations around, to see us healed and whole and walking it out. It starts and ends with us. I love the story of um, Abram and Sarah. Uh, about them giving a child or, or being given a child. I love it because in the eyes of where we are today in, in, in this hour, and you hear someone being 199 and, and someone says that they're believing God for a child, I, I think we would all run out of here laughing. First of all, because we're, we would be like, you're crazy at that age to want a child. But the scripture is clear. Let, let's turn there. Genesis chapter 15 real quick. 
Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, we'll look at. Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 6, it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Um, and it says, And he believed, Abraham believed in the Lord, and it accounted to him for righteousness. I love this story. I love it because in verse 5, it, it shows us God directs Abram's attention towards heaven and gives him this picture, and he tells him to focus on that. He says, look at this. And God begins to unfold that, right? Guys, do you know God gives us a picture here in the scriptures? God gives us a picture. Tells us to focus on this. And if we focus on it, great and mighty things will happen. The scriptures become a visual for us, and it's important. You've got to see yourself being healed. You got to see your spouse being healed. You got to see your child being healed. The scriptures are a great resource for that. And then verse 6 it says that Abram believed in the Lord and it made him right with God. It said it was accounted to him as righteousness. That was interesting to me. So why is being right with God important in this whole healing process? Romans 3:22 in the New Living, I love this, it says this, we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. The fact that Abram believed in spite of everything, he had faith in God. That's, what, that, that's why he became right in, in right standing with God. The scripture goes on to say, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So what you believe will have an influence on what you speak. What you believe will have an influence on what you speak. And why is that important? In Romans 10, 10, it says, For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. But not only that, it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Now, and I learned this. This is probably the one, one of the first things that I heard when I came to healing school about uh, this scripture. Uh, actually, it was Miss Janet who, who shared it the first time I heard it. Miss Joyce shared it in the past as well. But that they, in the Strong's Concordance, uh, the word saved comes from a word sozo. Did I say that right, sozo? There you go. It means to save, to heal, to cure, to preserve and keep safe and sound to rescue from danger and destruction, to deliver. Sozo saves us from physical death by healing and from spiritual death by forgiving of sin and its effects. So healing is included in that, folks. It's included in it. I remember growing up, um, and I'm, 
afraid, I'm ashamed to say this, but even to this age, but growing up, I loved on Sundays because we would always go as a family to Luby's. And I loved Luby's because they had the Luann platter. And I knew the only way I could get to that Jello was to eat all my food. <laughs> and, and so, you know, because Jello was always part of the package. And so I remember my, my granny always saying, you need to eat all this stuff, other, everything else first before you get to the Jello. And guys, I can tell you that there was never a day where I only ate the chicken and the broccoli. I ate everything because I wanted the Jello too. Because it's part of the platter. It all came together. Right? I wanted it all. We have to approach God the same way. Not only is salvation available to us, but healing's a part of it, guys. Healing comes with it. Not only does the Lord want to save you, He wants to heal you as well. So take it all. Take it all. Because it belongs to you. But as you're confessing, you need to begin looking at it like this. When you confess, it's a confirmation of your faith in God. It's your confirmation number. Kind of like if you order like from Amazon or HEB or somewhere and they give you a confirmation back, that just now confirms that what you ordered or what you, what you asked for is now available to you to receive. Does that make sense? And so you want to begin speaking what you're believing God for because it's a confirmation. So this is how we lay hold of our healing. We want to stay determined. We want to stay focused and be willing to endure until the end. Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says this, now, not that I've already attained or already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Now I want to stop there. You want to press and you want to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of you. Okay? What did he do? Or why did he do that? John 10.10 says, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to have life. And have an abundant life. So you and I, we need to press until we can lay hold of that. That means we're going to have to dig deep and get into the scriptures. Lord, what do you say about healing? Lord, what do you say about restoring? Lord, what do you say about soundness of mind? You're going to have to get into the scriptures until you lay hold of that which Christ Jesus laid hold of you. The scripture goes on to say in Philippians, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. What's ahead of you? Is healing ahead of you? If so, if so reach for it. Go after it. Pursue it. Don't focus on that diagnosis. Don't focus on your family history. Don't focus on any of that stuff. Focus on what lies ahead. Healing. Long life soundness of mind, breath in your lungs. Focus on all of those promises of God until you lay hold of them and press toward that goal. I like to say it like this. Go get it, go get it, go get it. Don't ever let go. Go get it until you got it. 
If you want me to go back to my childhood, go back and go, go get that jello, okay? Go after that jello. But go get it. Healing is yours. When that's settled in your spirit, keep it there. Don't ever let it go. Hebrews 10, 23, uh, this was an interesting translation. It's the worldwide English New Testament. It says, we must hold on to God's promises that we have said we believed. And we must never let go. He has promised and he will do it. Read that one more, one more time. It says, he must, we must hold on to God's promise that we have said that we believed. I think a lot of times we say we believe things. We've got to hold on to that promise. And it says, and we must never let go because he has promised it and he will do it. Guys, God will heal you. Going back to that story, later on in the passage uh, about Abram and Sarah, it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make a covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. And that's Genesis 17. This, this is the first time God introduces himself as the God of more than enough. The Bible says El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. You know God can exceed your expectations? Heal you of things that you don't even know that you're dealing with? He's the God who's more than enough to meet your every need. And nothing is impossible with him. Also in this exchange, in the next few verses, he changes Abram's name to Abraham. Story goes on through Genesis 21. And in Genesis 21, God's promise to Abraham and Sarah is fulfilled. They receive their miracle child. You and I will receive what God has for us. Because there's nothing too difficult for God. I wanted to end with this. In uh, 1981, um, Dodie Osteen, who was the late John Osteen's wife, um, she and her husband um, pioneered Lakewood Church, and then their son Joel took over. In 1981, she was diagnosed with metastatic cancer of the liver. And she was told she only had a few weeks to live. This is 1981, 41 years ago. Um, I can tell you that she's still going. She's still going strong. She's alive and well today. Hers is a story of faith and determination. In spite of what her physical senses told her, she held on to her faith in God. She was steadfast in her belief that God's word is true and that God wanted to heal her. The doctors said they caught it too late, that there was nothing else that they could do. But she didn't hold on to those words. She pressed on to lay hold of the promise of what God had for her. And 41 years later, she's still pressing on. Guys, God is no respecter of persons. There is nothing too difficult for him. If he did it for Miss Doty, if he did it for Miss Janet, if he did it for Miss Joy, he will do it for you. Amen? Amen? Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. And Lord, we thank you that as we pursue those promises of healing, Lord, I thank you that we will lay hold of them. Father, I thank you that your healing power is operating even right now, flowing in each and every person's body, Lord God, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are able to heal even now as we sit here, Lord God, that your miracle working power is operating in our midst, 
And Father, I thank you that healing will become present and evident in all of our lives as we move forward with you. Father, you are faithful. We thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. For more about The Ark, visit thearkchurch.com.